Welcome to The Junkyard, hosted by Jake Bozen and Ben Jenkins. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Junkyard Podcast. This is episode 11. It is a very special episode this week. Um, we have a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Lance Lonard here. Worked at the Globe News for 37, 38 years. Long time. And I've been covering panhandle sports for that long as well. So, yeah, that is crazy. That is crazy to think. Like, a lot of baseball I've seen. Spent a many a night out at the old park. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And, and Ben, it was, it was fun, though, because I, uh, I, uh, that press box is on top of the roof. Where, mm-hmm. Once you're there, it's a spiral staircase yeah. coming up, man. Yeah, then you have to use like a little zip line type. Yeah, thing yeah. And it's not even a zip line, it's a hose. Yeah. Don't let them fool you. <laughs> and, and it wasn't there for a long time. But yeah. I'm telling you what, once you're in the park, once you're set down, yeah. it's the best seat in the world. You can see the game. Uh, like nobody else. So it, it was Amarillo Texans, mm-hmm. which not a lot of people are going to remember. It was a wooden bat league in the Jayhawk League. So these college kids, they go play. You, Cape Cod's very famous for this. College kids come and play wooden bat leagues, and the Texans were it. And in, in fact, Texas Tech head coach Tim Tadlock was one of the first Amarillo Texans. Really? That's and, he, awesome. and here's the other story with him. And you need to get him on sometime when he's not real, real busy, but Check this out. He did, to make a few extra bucks like every college kid's yeah. trying to do, he did the laundry. He did the unis. Really? That was his gig. That's Tam- awesome. Tadlock. That so awesome. uh, when Amarillo Texans and then the Amarillo Dillas were, were an independent league team in 1994, and even though that old park at Memorial Stadium was was not up to par like the parks, that first year, and they averaged 4,200 fans a game. Wow. Yes. Wow. So That's people crazy. were starving for baseball, yeah. Yeah, but I, I got here right after this, the Gold Sox left. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, but that was the fun. Padres the Padres Gold Sox or the, the Pod, Padres okay. Gold Sox? Yeah, yeah. And then I've then I've covered on and off, but there for a while that was my beat. I did the Dillas. Man, I can only tell you, I'd come like at three o'clock, uh, learn to take shag ins. You know, they would freak yeah. out like, what's this writer out here? But I love this. Yeah. Throwing in and just tossing the ball to the guy hitting in and out. Yeah. Or beat, you know, and so I had a great time. Met a, a lot of really good friends. My one of my favorite Dillas of all time would be Darren Brown. He now okay. manages the Tacoma team, AAA for Seattle, and he uh, was in this league last year. You know, with Arkansas. Oh So we were hoping he lives here. You know now, and uh, was hoping he would be able to come back and see this park. Yeah. And but, be able to uh, coach him. That'd be yeah, cool. yeah, wouldn't that be cool? But he uh, took the AAA job with Seattle, so he's it's understandable. Yeah, very understandable. He's done both. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, and uh, and then had a couple of dill. Uh, excuse me, had a couple of sod poodles. He does also uh, Ben does the. He, he kind of is my inside a little bit, you know. But he does the fall league, you know. And so all yeah. the prospects, you're not on like a, you're not like with the Diamondbacks yeah. or the Rockies or the Rangers. You know, you, they like just you send three or four of their best players that they want to develop, and you all play together. And he had Buddy Reed. Oh wow! Was on his team. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, crazy. Pretty interesting, huh? That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. He said Buddy needs to kind of focus in, kind of like here. Yeah. So he's great talent, but hey, uh, it's gotta focus let's up. go to day to day. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said the same thing with him. That's so, great. Yeah. Yeah. No. So big background, and and of course been covered high school. You know, I was the high school baseball writer. For, from 1984 yeah. to 2000 and 
probably yeah i mean i covered lead passport ticket over because i was sports editor but legitly to 2014 yeah so i saw yeah you a saw bunch, a lot of baseball man yeah baseball. yeah yeah and that's what we talk about here is, is baseball one of our main topics up until this point we would always talk about dallas keichel and craig kimbrell not being signed yeah recently since how we've been on a little hiatus because we've had some scheduling issues we haven't been able to talk about it, but both those guys got signed for me, and it's, it's what, what took so long, you know what I mean, Ben? That's In your opinion. Money. They probably really? too you much think money. so? I think that's what I've always they been. They held out? Yeah. They were, they, were seeing, they were seeing, you know, Bryce Harper get these, yeah. you know, Manny Machado and all these big contracts, and they were like, I'm all for that, but it's almost too much money, you know what I mean, Ben? Yeah. It straps the... the I, hey, but if I, you and I were out there playing, we would want all the money we could get. Yeah. So I can relate to that, but... A really good ball player, I think, takes it and then figures out a way to lighten it a little bit, like yeah. backload it way when I'm 55, you know, yeah. Yeah. and help out your salary cap for the time you're playing. Yeah. you got to admit, they, those really strap a team. Oh, definitely. And I think the, the big one right now for me is the uh, – he deserves 100%, but it's the uh, Mike Trout deal oh, for 400, $400 million. Like, that's a – Would you do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You put anything with three – with that many zeros in front of me, it, it could have a one in front of it, and I'm taking it. So getting back to the two signings, what would you think? So you think it was strictly the money, or were they waiting to say, hey, we're this valuable because – and they were going to be that valuable. I mean, we all yeah, kind of knew yeah. that. They, they Injuries, teams struggling, teams needing a particular, you know, piece to their puzzle. These I mean, two guys fit that role. That's, that's a great point because I never really thought about it that way. I mean, it's it could be that, but I think Dallas, especially with Dallas Keuchel, he was asking so much during preseason. I think he knew that he was hot stuff, and that you know he wanted the money then. But then with this whole things with the Braves and going through injury and all of this, and yeah. I think it's I think it's good for him that he's finally got a team. But yeah, I do too. Oh, they both they both should be playing obviously. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm with you. I think a lot. Uh, and I'm kind of naive in this, but I really think, unfortunately, a lot of it, Ben, is their, their agents. You know what I mean? They yeah. want to prove that they're the, the hey, best. We can, yeah. we they're can the get best. this big salary, and so that'll get him more yeah. business. More but because uh, sometimes they do that, you know. Uh, we have golf in the background here. What a seat, <laughs> yeah. by the way, Ben and I have. Yeah. You we can't see mention, it. We failed to mention this, but <laughs> we, we are at Hodgetown. Uh, we are at the, the double H the double A affiliate field for the San Diego Padres, which y'all heard us talk about time and time again, because um, I'm out here all the time taking pictures. Do a great job, man. Do a great appreciate job. That. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, but they were gracious enough to let us come out and re- record an episode. We tried to get Jake out here, but he had some family stuff and work this weekend. Um, but Lance grac- gracefully stepped in and said, "Yeah, I'll, oh, glad I'll to do it, out. though. Being glad to do it, but." Go ahead and explain where yeah. we are, man. So so currently, we are sat right under the left field foul pole. Ben can touch and, it. Yeah. He just did. There you go. <laughs> a little bit of a sound check there. Um, it's it's a great view from here. It's it's probably, what, 15 feet off the off the turf down Oh, here. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're right you know? on the top of the wall in fair territory. Yeah. Uh, and it's a $6 seat, by the way, yeah. if, you can, if you can snag it. I'm sure they... I'm sure the veteran people now run to these seats. Oh, yeah. But this is an this underrated is the, seat. The uh, home run area, too. Yeah, like, yeah, it is. All the home runs are coming out this way. We have a, the Hodgetown screen right right behind us and bar four, or 352. Which bar is, 352. Yeah, 
I think that's the best, my favorite part of this entire park. There you go. The, the taps in, in the bar are 352 feet from home plate. There you go. And that's, that's, a, that's a great bar fact. And, and a lot of people do know that now. And we have seen some balls, by the way, fly over that 352 oh, yeah. bar. Last night there was did he hit one. The, did he hit it? I, I think he hit the. I think he hit the city building. Wow. I'm almost positive he did. He that's came what everybody's in. saying. So I was not here to watch that one. I saw one land on the grass. Yeah. So it's possible. You yeah. Know oh, I mean? definitely, definitely. Probably City Hall guys is 475 feet from home plate. Yeah. We're thinking. We no one's officially measured. Maybe one time we'll get a roller. Yeah, and do that bin from here since this is three three twenty five exactly. Yeah. And get a uh, fence roller, and we could just hand it through the fence and roll it up there and just check that one. Day. I think that'd be a good idea. Just, yeah, yeah, just to see if because everyone in town's curious. Yeah, yeah, I agree. everyone's everyone I agree. wants to know. Yeah. But I was I was in the way dugout last night taking pictures because we had uh, Marshall Kazowski, a former West Texas State M player. Playing for Tulsa. Awesome, and awesome dudes, man. So I was trying. Three to years person. removed is he from WT? Uh, he was there in fifteen. Yeah. So. 16, 17, 18, and now it's nineteen. Yeah, so four four years, years removed. Yeah, it was his, fifteen was his last year. Yeah. 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 How cool is and that? And he's the closer now for the Dodgers yeah. Double A team. Yeah, he's a good friend of mine too, and that's I'm cool. So glad I got to see him this week. Um, What'd you he think? How's he look? And what? He's uh, gotten what a lot was bigger. Your, it has gotten he? a lot bigger. Okay. Um, I had a chance to talk to him last night, and he told me that his velo's gone up. Which for me, that's crazy. Cause he was already at what? 95. Yeah, in, in, at, in, WT. at WT. Yeah, yeah. He's sitting, he said he's sitting anywhere between 95, 97, touching 98, 99. And I was like, that's crazy. That is crazy. And the velo is showed on the screen right away. And, yeah. And, so, and they claim it's very accurate. They have one of the state-of-the-art. The, the game track. The game track, yeah. And this is supposed to be one of the best. I mean, this is the latest model. But we've seen 104 yeah. been up there. Yeah. And then a couple of nights ago, our boy threw it 100 miles an hour like that. Yeah. Just brought it, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. So, uh, let's kind of get into your your past on, on professional baseball. Yeah, yeah. I know you grew up in Colorado. Yeah, so I watched a lot. Exactly. I grew up in Colorado Springs, okay, which they had no baseball there. They had what they called the the, the, the Blue Sox, actually. So it was like a, a probably a, a version of uh, uh, it's guys who had been in college and they were just kind of playing. Yeah. There were some good players, trust me, but uh, – uh, then they had the Boulder Collegians in Colorado, which were a very famous, like this Jayhawk League type wood bat league. Bob Horner, the famous guy for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. I'm showing my age, but he played for him because I'll never forget it, Ben. You know, he's 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 a great prospect out of Arizona State. And when the when he, Bob Horner came to play in Colorado Springs, I was the game, I was the announcer. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I was only 19 doing the announcing. I worked for the city of. Taught little league baseball in the mornings and then announced at night. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, to make a few extra bucks. And uh, when he got up, Ben, the the coach would go into the dugout, and I'm oh, like, really? "What's up with that?" And he said, "You know what? Second game of the year, Bob Horner hit a foul ball. They said that just tagged him. Oh, wow. There's no way he got out of the way. I mean, and it happened to hit him in the chest rather than the face. So he's so he's happy about that." But that's kind of my background. And then the Denver Bears were the AAA team of the Montreal Expos and teams like that. Uh, Milwaukee Brewers. But when I was when I was really into it in high school, they were of the Milwaukee, of the Montreal Expos. So on that team, 
was Rock Reigns. Mm-hmm. Rock Reigns was playing AAA ball. Wow. So saw him a whole summer. And that was at Mile High Stadium where the Broncos played and where the Rockies debuted, you know, the first season. That is crazy. And so, speaking of fireworks, which we'll have them here on, on July 4th, they would draw 60 to 70,000 fans for that game. Oh, wow. And so you knew baseball was going to go big yeah. once it got there. And then when they built Coors Field, I wasn't at the first game, but I saw many of those first games, you wow. know what I mean? So, yeah. big Rockies fan just because of where I grew up. Yeah. Which is and, understandable. Yeah, yeah, and it's a gorgeous place if you can ever get there. Uh, the thing, it's different about Arlington, and I love those two teams, you know, Texas and Houston, but the, in Arlington in particular, except for next year, it's so hot. Yeah. They're in Colorado, man, it's like 75, 80. Yeah. You're seeing the mountains. And, uh, but that's where my passion is for the Rockies. Yeah, which is understandable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We talk about it all the time. We try and be as biased as we can because yeah. we do a lot of uh, – like power rankings and stuff on here normally. Um, but I'm a Rangers fan, and Jake, my other co-host, he grew up in D.C. Oh, wow, he's a, Nationals? He's a Nationals fan. And so we try to be as unbiased yeah, yeah, as Yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. But we, we fully understand that, you know, there's only everyone's going to have a team. Uh, yeah, yeah. And my team, and I'm just going to tell you, I'll be this biased. There's only one third baseman in the bigs. That matters. <laughs> okay? Okay, Ben? I'm just telling you. Yeah. I mean, he, Machado can have his contract in San Diego. He ain't no Arenado, okay, man. I mean, I, I see Arenado possibly getting a Gold Glove this year. So, I mean, he's so popular. It's he's ridiculous. so good. He's and, so good. And he got paid. I was glad to see that by the Rockies. Yeah. Uh, well, we had had a, not to preach on them, but they needed to do that, Ben, yeah. to, to show they are yeah. going to be loyal to yeah. it. But, Especially uh, after losing. Um, uh, yeah, too low. Yeah, too low is highly popular. But Ben, the Blake Street Bombers, man. Mm-hmm. You know those guys: Dante Bichette, Galarraga. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, you just loved them. Yeah. But the greatest name to be announced in Rockies history, I just got to tell you, and my favorite of all time is Larry Walker. Oh, really? So he would come to the plate, and here's how they would announce him: Now batting. Larry Walker. <laughs> love that. I that's love great. that. That is great. Yeah, Larry Walker. Yeah, but uh, that's, that's and he came from Montreal, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, from the expo. But I right? loved it. Right. But that. But whenever you come up there, Larry Walker. <laughs> so, so when that's, I tried out for the uh, uh, side pills announcement, which I did not get. I, I threw in that. I had to throw in a Larry Walker announcement, okay? <laughs> Didn't impress him at all, though, Ben. So, well, but, uh, no, but, uh, yeah, so, and they, were, they had a couple of good players, good teams. Um, and not to bore you guys, but my last Rocky story is they finally make the World Series against yeah. Boston, obviously, yeah. who's trying to win a World Series. And uh, I have tickets for game five Ooh. at Coors Field. So while game four is being played, I'm driving up from from Amarillo. I got my ticket. What happens? The Rockies get swept. Yeah. Oh. So I have a ticket, but not a ticket. Oh, that is awful. Do you yeah. still have it? I have the sheet. You know, you yeah. could print them out that time. I have that. But they, they refund your money, obviously. Hopefully. You know? Yo, That's a lot yeah, of money for yeah. a ticket. Yeah, now they, now, they, now they got their little tax and all yeah. that. That never came back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they got their money out of the game five. Oh, uh, isn't that a killer, though? That's crazy. 
So I went. So I went down and watched one of the Texas Rangers play a uh, World Series game. Yeah. To say I've been to World Series. Yeah. With St. Louis. Yeah. Definitely yeah. on my bucket list at some point in life to, is to see a World Series game. Yeah. I, I prefer not to travel more than twelve hours to go. To yeah, yeah. And the Rangers so, got shut out that night. And I was like, yeah. oh man, we're four one four zero. Josh Hamilton had a chance, uh, made a great play yeah. in center field. I'll never forget it. But yeah, yeah. But that's kind of where my background is, you know what I mean? And then I, my dad was a high school baseball coach. I was a, an all-field, no-hit high school player, which doesn't make, doesn't pack it. But I could pick it, okay? I could pick it at short or second, you know what I mean? But if you can't hit, you're not going to get in the lineup much. So I was the guy in the day who punted everybody over, you know. Uh, not, not a pretty high school career, but... Uh, uh, fell in love with the game from a, a young age. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I feel like a lot of people who probably listen to this have the same way. Fell in love with baseball at a young age. You know, Do you remember your first autograph, though? You know, when you're young, Ben, first baseball experience actually, that hooked you. What hooked I you? actually never, I've never had an autograph. Wow. It's, it's one thing I've never had. That's cool. I'm not um, a big autograph guy either, by the way. Because I mean, I, there's being in the that media. I like them. Yeah. Like, I would like to get them. But my, my first memory is of baseball is I was in the front yard with my dad. Oh and man. And we're just, Father's Day here tomorrow yeah, as we're yeah. taping this. Yeah, That's too cool, man. Yeah, and I just remember just sitting there and so I was I was probably like three or four and I was already getting pitched over him. <laughs> and I was just dinging them. Wow. Slugging them. I, and I I love that Ben. That's how I it's how I imagine baseball is it's like a a personal relationship that I have with the sport. Yeah, and I had two brothers, so we played a bunch of wiffle ball games oh, in yeah. the back, you know, and we would do the, like, pick a lineup, yeah. and you would bat left and right, whoever yeah. the player was. Yeah. I mean, I like the Cardinals. I can never forget. I was Lou Brock leading off. Never hit left hand in my life, but in wiffle ball, I could yeah. stroke it. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's so, got to tell you my autograph story, though, Ben, and then we can move on. But now I'm a young kid, 10, maybe nine or 10. The Cardinals had just won the World Series 68, I think it was. It's a long time ago. I'm at the Air Force Academy. Uh, that's where I grew up in the Springs. They came to through after spring training. On the way to St. Louis, they drove through Denver, you know, stopped and played the Air Force Academy in an exhibition game. So they're all there. Lou Brock. I mean, Stan the Man was there. Uh, Bob Gibson. Uh, Julian Javier. Ted Sizemore. You can go down the list, yeah. you know what I mean? So I had a mint, and it was well used. And I, I and these were inks, ink, inks, autographs, but yeah. it's the only thing I had him to sign. So I've got Bob Gibson, Ted Sizemore, Julian Javier was a second baseman. Uh, and when the National Anthem came up, I'm in the stands, you know, it's just old school stands. They said, we have a special guest. And I'm sitting there, and they, and, and they, and they announce him. And I'm like, oh my God, there he is. You know what I mean? So I'm standing right next to him. And it's, 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 it, you know, it's one of the most famous Cardinals of all time. Oh, really? Guess who? He's got a statue there. Oh. Great hitter. I can't even think of. Keep going. Come on, Ben. You can do this. It's not, no. He didn't play. For, I'm, oh, what year? What year? Okay, he would be in the, he would be like in the, uh, this is before your time, obviously, 40s and 50s. Mm. He's got Stan the Man Usual. Oh, wow. He's standing next to me. Wow. And so I handed my mint to club, and he actually has a... Uh, a Sharpie? A, yeah, but it wasn't a Sharpie back then. It was just yeah. an, an ink pen. Yeah. So he had signed so many. He goes, 
Man, you have really used this club. You play a lot. You don't like you gave me a little little shout out for a kid. And and he signed it. But that's the only mitt I had. That's the only mitt I had, Ben. So as a little leaguer, for three years those autographs slowly faded away. Stan the man was the last one. It was on the back of my mitt that faded away. Wow. But I had that mitt, yeah. That is it would be worth yeah, that's my story anyway, but it's a true, true, it's crazy, very true. But my dad goes, that's your glove, bro, yeah. son, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not buying you a new glove, yeah. Yeah. which it, it wouldn't be in me, it's a fact. Yeah, because so, they're not cheap, gloves are not cheap. No, and, and so so I'd be playing out there, who disappearing, Julian Javier, Bob Gibson, uh, you know, uh, Lou Brock yeah. is on there, man. And, and, and finally, the last one, because it was in ink, was Stan, the man usual. So. That's but that, I, I fell in lo- love with baseball at a young age. Still love it. And let me just ask you, Ben. We've learned a lot these first three months of double okay. A baseball, which I thought I knew baseball, but I did not know the progression of a double oh. A program. It's, it's kind of crazy watching these guys go in like and have like their routine. Um, I talked to Kyle Overstreet the other day, first baseman for the Sopoodles. Um, he keeps a little journal. After every at-bat, he'll go in. If he got hit, if he got struck out, whatever, he'll write it down. And he told me, I asked him, I asked him, I was like, can I ask you why you do that? He goes, it's so I can write it down and just forget about it. Wow. He said, it's so awesome. I can keep my mindset in it. Like, it's a pure mental mindset. I love that. I, I love that stuff about baseball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we've learned uh, that these guys are trying to be big leaguers. Yeah. So, I, I'm a purist, you know, I love strategy and all that. Sometimes there's no strategy, Ben. You're in there. The big league told me to play you all game. You're stinking it up. You're yeah. in there. And then pitch counts are big. Yeah. Uh, shifts have totally changed the game. Mm-hmm. It, it's beyond me why you wouldn't bunt for a hit when the short third baseman's at short and everybody's over on the other side. Yeah. And we don't see that, do we? And we see that. Uh, that's in the bigs, too. Like, you'll see these it big is. shifts. In the bigs and well, why not bunt ten times and get ten hits? Yeah, your average is going to soar. Yeah, oh yeah, and then they'll see that you can bunt for a hit, and then. But they want the power yeah. numbers. I I understand that, but it, it it's really opened my eyes a lot, Ben, uh, just to see what's going on with uh, baseball in Double A. But uh, it's been phenomenal here. We Ben and I were talking about before we went on. Sawtools have a chance to draw two hundred thousand fans. Before the end of June, yeah. Who would have ever thunk that? That's that's the first half. Like this is before the first half even ends. Yes. And I, I heard like through the grapevine somewhere that it's a possibility that this might be the fastest crowd to a thousand at a brand new stadium, or to a hundred thousand. Is that right? And even to two hundred. Well, they're over a hundred already. Yeah. yeah. So to two hundred. Wow, that's interesting. Could be. Could be true. Uh, one thing I will say is I get a kick out of all these national writers or big-time minor league baseball writers coming yeah. in. And I've read a lot of the stories. They don't get it. No. And they, they, they do a great job of reporting, oh, he was here, this was this. Yeah. But they don't know. This was not the most popular thing that was being built at one time in oh, Amarillo. Yeah. They it had was, to fight for this. It was hated. People still league. people still say, okay, what else are you going to be able to get here? Because yeah. they, they, they sold it as a multi- Multi, yeah, multi-sports complex. Yeah, and, and we and it's a baseball complex. Yeah. But to see little kids with their dads, like you grew yeah. up seeing, uh, I have half-season tickets, and they're on the bottom row in right field. The, the, the actual view sucks, and I'm fighting sun for yeah. an hour of the game. However, 
A guy gets up to warm up, he's right there. He's 12 feet away from us. I can't tell you how many times, Ben, I've seen a guy toss the ball to a little kid or say, oh, yeah. hey, I'll get you a ball. Just hang in there. Yeah. Lights their day up. So that wasn't available, Ben. Yeah. That's you can talk about attendance. You can talk about we have the double-A franchise of the Padres. Stuff like that. Yeah. Is, uh, he's never going to forget that day. Yeah. That ball player probably doesn't even remember yeah. it the next day. Yeah. And the, the crazy thing is, is so we've actually gotten a chance to see an MLB guy come down. Yes. We got to see Fernando Tatis Jr. Yes. Which, as Ben saying, Monday, Tuesday, he played in Amarillo. Friday, he hit a home run, or he scored the winning run for the Padres. Yeah. Friday, three days yeah, late. Three days later, he was back up and just raking it again after his DL or his ILL appearance down here. And I was lucky enough to be able to take pictures of him that week while he was here. And he was just probably one of the nicest guys I've probably wow, ever met. Really? He, he would sit there and he'd have a conversation with me. And That's cool. And he just, I think he realizes what this meant to this area. Yeah. And like, especially for me being like a starving, you know, starving yeah. young young guy getting into the business. Kind of the first guy, maybe he did. And I got a, I got on one of my friends, he goes, well, he was helping out all the guys up on the deck. And I said, man, I mean, he's just being, all these guys do this, you know what yeah. I mean? But, but hey. We learned what a big league ball player looks like yeah. and why some of these guys, fair not, are in double A yeah. and why Tatis is a big leaguer. Yeah. Faster than all, all get oh, out. Oh, oh my God. Incredible speed. Incredible speed. Glove, he gloved a couple of balls. No way any shortstop in this league could glove. His arm here, he didn't show off his arm once. We didn't really need to. Yeah, that's the only thing that disappointed Because he got to the ball so fast. He, he, didn't... he is so fast, but... You see a big leaguer at the plate, yeah. and you know it now. Yeah, and and that's what I learned. Another thing I learned about this. Yeah. That's why they – because I think these guys are phenomenal. Yo, yeah. Like, to me, these guys are like, man, why are these guys not in the bigs? But then you see that, and it's – I've got to ask crazy. you, though, so you're a, a left side of the infield guy in, in the Padres organization. You personally saw Tatis. Yeah. Simon Machado. What are you going to do? What's your life? Especially for the long-term. Deal I want to do an on. interview with Owen Miller, and I'm, I, you know, hopefully tomorrow, before the game or after the game, brief interview, not long. I'm going to ask him that. What's that like? Tell us, take us into that. You're a dang good shortstop, man. You're yeah. steady, Eddie. You're, you're. There's only three guys hitting 300 in the whole Texas league, and you're right there at 296, yeah. top 10 in the league in hitting. But you got two studs. Yeah. In front of you in the positions you're. And they're going to be there for 10 years. Yeah. What do you do? At that point, I hate to say it, but I think that's when you kind of hope you get traded. <laughs> yeah. To a team that needs that. And I think field. I think Owen in particular is more of a second baseman, Ben. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we have all of uh, My thought is you go play, and it, if they always say this, Ben, if they're if you're good enough, they'll find you. Yeah. And then, like I mean, even like you can see it with Kyle Overstreet. He got drafted as a catcher. Yeah. But. The Padres organization has such good catchers all the way through its minor minor league system that they moved him to first and, and he's he played some third as well. Yeah, he's playing first third and he's killing it at the corners. Yeah, he does great so, job. Yeah, yeah. What is yeah? He's and and, and speaking of him, he made a so Miller made the All Star mm-hmm. team as long. Kyle made the All-Star Kyle made team. it as the utility guy, yeah. which he deserved. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to see Padres. Them. What do you think? Are they ever – they have this great – they're ranked number one, two, or three, but I don't see it at the big league level yet. I I think that they have too much star power at the big league level right now that this minor league system being so good isn't going to help them. 
Like it's gonna put, it's gonna give them a little bit of a help, but then you have to look at the Padres' past with the postseason and all that. Yeah, I know. They just struggle to get through that postseason. Well, they struggle to get there. Yeah, they struggle to get there too, which is yeah. crazy to think. But you have the Dodgers, my yeah. God, they're that so makes good. Yeah. The Giants had their moments in the sun. They're, Giants are struggling now, but it's. I'm glad we're on today because I had a question for you. I think this, I have two questions for you, Ben, that I want you to address. Nets going all the way down to the foul pole. Is it necessary? Because we have the four-year-old hit in Houston. Here's sod poodles, just so you know, they go down past the dugouts. And then the second thing was I want you to talk on Baumgartner freaking out when when somebody hits a home run and, they, and they, he thinks they looked at it too long with the Dodgers. And, and him him saying, start, you know, run, hit the ball and go run. And, yeah. then, and then it was Maine, so, right? Yeah. Is that, yeah. I think, I think. And he hit that one. Says, it's probably like. It's in the ocean. And he goes, go dish it out. Go get it out of the ocean if you want the ball. Yeah. I think. What's so your thought, I'll, first I'll of all, with, on the yeah, Nets? I'll start yeah. with the Nets. I think um, that's a big pertinent issue right now. Yeah, that was one Major of the things League I was going to bring up. Yeah. Was actually the Nets because it's been, it's been on my mind a lot, you know. I, I'm down close, and I have balls humming at me all the time in, in foul territory. And, nice. And it scares no, me. Like, yeah, okay. like, I'm, like, I get, like, I've shot hockey. I've done a lot of things, and I've been hit by pucks. I've been hit by players. But there's nothing as scary as a baseball coming wow. at you at 100 miles an hour. Okay. I think it's very necessary. Like, and, and I know it takes away from the game, the game feel, being close. That's what baseball's about. But I think it needs to be there because safety. Like, you don't want to be terrified as a fan that you're going to get hurt or possibly lose your life or something like that at, at something that you love watching and doing. I love that, Ben. I love that. I'm 100% on board with you. People are on their phones. Yeah. And then uh, since I'm out by the right field, I've seen some balls smoked yeah. out there, yeah. Ben, that I'm, I'm like, thank God that didn't hit anybody. Yeah. You know, like a one hopper or yeah. something or a, a legit line drive. Yeah. And I'm totally I, for that. Major League Baseball said they'll address the issue at the end of the season. Address it now. It's, it, it needs to be addressed. I realize it does, but as I understand it, London was soccer. There's yeah. there's some nets that have already been designed that are almost seat. They're clear. Yeah. They've got them so well pegged now where you're not well, you seeing. Like, even here, you can't, from where we're at, you can't even see through the net. Yeah. You can see through the net. It's like there's yeah. not even one there. Like, if, like we're, we're looking in at, at, at the dugout and then. Yeah, we're looking at the, the first base dugout. And we can't and even, above, see, we the can't even net, see the net, literally. Through. Yeah. And, yeah. and if, if they're worried about it being an obstruction to the game, you know, it's like, you know. Because so they be can it. reach over and foul so be it. territory. But so be it. I think minimum it needs to be 15 feet tall, cover at least the first lower section because that's where those line drives are going to go the hardest and well i think you got to go all the way to the foul pole oh man. definitely all the way to foul pole but oh, i'm like 15 I, feet yeah tall. yeah yeah and and you know yeah i'm with you uh, we agree on that and that needs to be done now yeah not at the end of the year what do they want a little kid to die and then yeah. oh now we're gonna do it yeah i don't think that's you know be... you just made the great point ben you're you're still young athletic you see a 95 a, a foul ball coming out it's slow yeah. Even those guys in the dugout, yeah. you know, they, they yeah. just do a little nudge. Yeah. Well, and thank God full, it didn't hit me. Full jump. Like, yeah. They'll go all the way from from they where know. the steps are to the. They, if they're yeah. doing that, they know how dangerous. Yeah. It is. And and I've seen a couple of people talk. Like, um, I know a couple of the Astros guys after the incident happened. They talked and said, "Yeah, this needs to change now," and that they were kind of pushing the MLB to address it. And I don't think 
they've talked about it already. They did talk about it. However, they said, well, we're not, something about being too hard to build next. No, we're, we live in a day and age. It's, we live in a day and age where they can figure anything out. Get yeah. an architect in there. Yes, it is Architects annoying. Architects and engineers, they can figure out anything. And one thing I did hear that the Rangers had already addressed that issue in the new park that mm -hmm. opens up next year, that that the, that the Nets will go to the foul pole. But that That's was good. already a decision made before this incident happened. That's good. And I'm, I'm glad that the Rangers are taking a proactive step on that. And, and it's Speaking a good of my Rangers. <laughs> they are killing Heck of a jaw. Year. Killing it this year. Heck of I a was, job. They're not. They're not. A, they're not going to get anywhere. But it's just an amazing yeah. effort out of them. Don't well, you and, agree? And the thing is, so before the season started, we had like our little preseason power rankings. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, how low were the Rangers? They they weren't even in my for because we did and it you're by a homer on them. Yeah, and we did it by conference or by division, and they weren't even top three. Yeah. In in my uh, AL. Oh yeah, so, they shouldn't have been. They weren't even top like overall AL. They weren't even top yeah. top ten. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They shouldn't and, have been. And they've come back and surprised the they heck have. out of me this year. Anything around five hundred or a little above, really impressed by them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They play hard. They're fun to watch. Uh, looks like they have respect for their new manager. So it's been a pleasant surprise. Then the Astros, if they can just stay healthy. Yeah, I think that's been. They're and, as good as any team in baseball. You know that they just. Yeah. And that's, that's always been my thing is because, you know, working with teams, like doing equipment stuff and stats and all that, I've always seen that injuries make a big key. Huge key. key. to everything. And so seeing all these teams have some of these major injuries, and I'm just like, sometimes it's preventable, but at the same time, it's, you know, these guys are out there playing hard to make that money. So many games, you just got to get through it. It's like what we saw in the NBA playoffs, Ben, we lost. How, how can you justify fatiguing your players all the way out and then you lose to Durant to a Keeley's yeah. and then you use, lose Thompson to an ACL two of your best players in the entire league I think you got they got to cut that season back because mm -hmm. what you're seeing is just tired teams yeah. hurt teams yeah, a little team bit bodies. a little bit that way with baseball when yeah. you're done with 160 plus games yeah and then you still have yeah playoffs. and then you then yeah. it's on but in, in for Plus, me, the cold weather, it's not a cold weather sport. It's not. Every World Series almost is involved in a cold weather atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. And I, know I don't want to see gloves on. Yeah. Stocking caps. Yeah. yeah. No. It's, I want to see it. Yeah. Let's I, get that thing done by September. I mean, they could, what they could do is they could either move the season up. Yeah. They can move it up a little bit and say, hey, let's do Well, they this have now. now a week or so, but I realize they're going to lose money. Yeah. But, but make it 150 games there. Make it 60 in the NBA. You've got to cut back, yeah. not not increase. Yeah. Give these guys a chance to be healthy. Mm -hmm. When we when every when all eyes are on them, it's yeah. not fans like you and myself. Yeah. So before we kind of wrap up, yeah, here, yeah, we're about. I've, I've, I've spat it on a little bit. Sorry right, about that. Part, yeah. That's how we do it. Yeah, here. yeah. Um, I had one question that I was really kind of itching to ask you is. Because a lot of these people probably don't know like what we go through. Yeah, yeah, I've tried for to sure. explain like yeah, as, you, as like a broadcaster, media person. You have a new respect for it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. What What's kind of the to give the listeners kind of a an idea of like the mindset that we have to go into before yeah. a game or something? I like, love this. When man, we're yeah. either writing a piece or taking pictures or yeah, or even just commentating during the game. So commentating during the game, let's be honest, it's new to me. And they have a, a great young talent here. In, Sam Levitt. He's a, he's Sam a, Levitt. Yeah, he's got a great voice. 
he is used to doing a game by himself. Mm -hmm. So you got to, it's actually going asking a girl to dance at the bar <laughs> and, you know, wait. Yeah. She wants to lead. Yeah. And I better, I better figure this out in a hurry yeah. to, to, you know, to get my second dance with her, you know, because yeah. I like her. Uh, it's that way with Sam. You know, you got, you just have to learn to dance. And he's used to a one-man show on the road. Yeah. So I try to bring a view of the game that way. Really enjoy the spontaneity of it. And uh, sometimes you blow it. Sometimes you have a great time with it. But I like to bring the eyes to the listener. Mm -hmm. They're not here. Some of them are. But, yeah, yeah so that's my goal uh, where where he's more doing a play-by-play. -play. Uh, you have Paul Madden. He's totally different. So you have all these different guys. And then whoever fits with him, it's yeah. all good, man. If, if it's not me, it's not me. Yeah. If it is, I, know, I think I, I do a – Jeff does it a lot. Jeff, Jeff Williams, Williams does it does as well. well. And he – so Jeff is more of a mindset of – knowledge on the game because he's coached it i have played it written about it i see it from a fan's view as well yeah. as a player's view and then paul matt is mr professional yeah so you have does. all three and they're all three different i think they yeah. all three work I'm, and sam probably is comfortable with whoever yeah. and it's all good yeah. so i've learned that but also ben you as you well know our job starts a lot as a writer which is, was my main mm -hmm. job when the game is over yeah Incredibly, you're, you know, that's when the job actually starts. You go down in the dugout to interview. And yeah. let's be honest, Sam, some guys, they don't want to talk to you. Managers, you hope not to ask a bad question. Yeah. Uh, you try to get what you can, and you've got to focus in on the key. What, what you're going to write about is why they lost or why they won. That's as simple as a baseball gamer should be. Yeah. Why they lost and why they won. It's a book report. You just read a book. Yeah. You've got to go into your 11th. You're a junior and you got to go into your dad gum two second hour class. You're barely awake. You got to tell them, yeah. and that's how that's how I consider a report on a game story. Feature writing's different. Yeah. You tell them what's up. Hopefully, so you ask the you ask the tough question and the easy question. You know, like you're down five two, two nights ago, five zero. Even at even at even here, can yeah. you can you come back? You know what I mean. And then a lot of the players, Barry Bonds, for instance, mm -hmm. hated the media. Yeah. A lot of people hate the media. Yeah. And baseball guys, it, it, it can be tough yeah. when you get and a feud going. Yeah, and, and from my spot, like, I'm sitting here taking pictures of them, and they're like, hey, can you send me that? Yeah, like, they'll, yeah. they'll be chummy with me because yeah. they get something no, out and of No, that's, that, that's cool. Yeah, and that's like, the way life works. Yeah. Some of them, some of them get along with you better than others. So you go get that, and then you crank, man. You, it's like a... An hour. It's the most intense 45 minutes of your life. Yeah, just and trying you, to get that. And you read it back the next day and you go, oh, man, that yeah. sounds so bad. Or, man, I nailed that one. Yeah. You know, you're proud of yourself. But also, that's how it works, though, Sam. It's, it's a give and take. And one of the lost arts is, because of the time frame, the, the opposing team needs, like an Amarillo needs, needs a voice. Yeah. Like, hey, what do you guys think? Because sometimes the best quotes are from the losing team. Yeah. Yeah. They tell it like it is. Sometimes there's coach skippers and all that, but uh, but that's how it works, man. And it's not easy walking in there when they lose. Yeah. Pretty much big league now that we're in double A. Like with, the, I would go straight to the locker rooms at the Texans, mm -hmm. the Dillas. Got to know those guys because I'd be out here watching them take DP yeah. on purpose to get to know them. And then I would just walk in the locker room. Sometimes they didn't like it. Yeah. You know they're naked. Yeah. They're getting ready to take a shower. Yeah. Fair or not. Hey, give me a quick quote here, man. Yeah. You know, we're, yeah, we're here. Can... 
where here in the big leagues, it's a little more organized. Like, okay, we'll bring a player to you. Yeah. Or Wellman is great. Yeah. Like Shane, Shane will come out and he'll he'll go into the locker room and he'll bring him out to. Yeah, us yeah. They don't want you in their locker room, yeah. which is okay. I totally. Understand. But that's kind of how it works. And then uh, you just hope to God it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it miss, fits. It fits in the piece. You didn't misspell anybody's name or yeah. whatever, you yeah. know, because you only have forty-five minutes to an hour. Yeah. And, and then that deadline hits quick. And then deadline writing is a far cry from feature writing, yeah. Sam. You create, you get creative, uh, where the deadline, you know, uh, you're definitely the prostitute of the written word. <laughs> you're just cranking it out, okay, Sam? You're just cranking it out yeah. daily, man. But uh, that's how I kind of look at it. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that question. And then TV has a whole nother gig, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, they their, their show's over sometimes. Yeah, by the time the game's even over. Yeah, yeah. So they rarely. Or it's get ending, like because I'm good buddies with a lot of the sports guys out yeah. here, and I'm trying to get some of them on as well and kind of give them a perspective. Yeah, and they try to do pre-game stuff or their post-game stuff where they could crush newspaper. They just yeah. don't realize it. If they got a quick quote of somebody coming off, hey, what yeah. happened? You know, yeah. nice hit. But nice, they they nice all walk like to, off. They like to leave right before. Yeah, like a couple innings in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a different world for each. Yeah, I respect all. Yeah, you know what I mean. And if you're lucky enough, you get the call to the big leagues. Yeah, man. that's the thing. All right, Lance. Well, thank you for coming on with me. Hey, I, I enjoy this. It. I probably uh, talked a little got much. Got the lights to come on just now because it's been a little bit of a yeah, little bit shady from all this. What a seat, Sam. Yeah. Up there. By the way, that's a that's a first base that Sam has. And so Ben, you most of the time they're behind home plate. You yeah. can kind of see. It. So they have a challenge here. Yeah. Visiting radio? Oh yeah, yeah. The radio stuff is so. So those of you that don't know, the uh, like the the broadcast booth and everything, it's not right behind home plate. It's about 90, 100 yards or hundred feet down first the first baseline. So yeah, it's past not even, first base yeah, actually. First. You're in you're in shallow right field, but yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, it's right at the end of the curve of the dirt. Yeah, and yeah. You're lined up with the the. Uh, the plate for the bullpen. And yeah. it's it's a terrible seat. It is terrible. because, because you think it, you're right. They're used to seeing home a home plate behind you, so you're seeing the ball hit the player make the play. Yeah. Here you're turning your head to watch the play yeah. and you can't see the runner. Well, well and then yeah. the way that they have it staggered in there, it's kinda of hard to see as well. Yeah, and oh, you're trying to, the wow. me the print media has a yeah. brutal seat in yeah. there. But hey, that's the only negative I see about this place. The only thing I would ever say about it. Yeah. Other than that, Sam Sam does a great job up there, you yeah. know, doing that. But he, but I will say, I mean, balls and strikes are tough. Yeah. But but, uh, but Ben and I are in six dollar seats, guys. And I'm going to tell you, it's as good a seat as you can have. Oh yeah. I mean, you're you're looking right down this this home plate or this uh, left field line, right to home plate. You've got a good view of third base. And then, like I said earlier, it's it's home run territory. Balls have been flying out this way all season, and. It's kind of cool to see. I appreciate but, you having me on. Yeah, no Talked problem. a little bit much, but uh, <laughs> oh, we had a it, good time, man. This is the podcast I've been waiting to do. I've been waiting <laughs> to have one where we can just kind of just go on rants. I like Jake, it. Jake likes to keep things like nice and tidy. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. And you got to have somebody like that. Yeah. That's okay. Cool, man. Uh, but we appreciate you coming out. Anytime, man. You ever need me back? I'd love oh, to be back. But uh, yeah, we'll, and we can talk some MLB a little more. Is there uh, anywhere that the, the fans can... The viewers can find you. Yeah, yeah. Follow me on Twitter. I'm not funny. I'm not real funny on Twitter, but I but I bring a lot of my seat for the day type of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I've started. It's kind of a tradition. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a good, good thing, man. Yeah. Just, 
Hey, here I am today. If you want to watch, yeah. Uh, just Lance Lunner, you know, just follow me there. Is there anywhere and that they can hear you do your, your broadcast? The broadcast your... is on. And then I have a talk radio show. Let's promote that. Yeah, the Sports Drive, which Ben's going to come on. Uh, 5 to 7 on KGNC, 97.5 and 710. I love that. We'd love to hear you hear you call in and just whatever you want to talk about. It's a lot of fun we have. And what's great about this is most of our listeners are East Coast, West Coast. Cool. We have, we have very few, like, Amarillo. We would love that. Yeah. And so yeah, so tune into that. Yeah, and then that's pot, and you can, that's stream. Yeah. So just type in that, you know, uh, KGNC, and, but I would love to hear from you on that. So. Perfect. And then that's on 940 a.m. that you can yeah, listen to the broadcast. Yeah, um, yeah, And they have an app for that as well for for uh, the Sopital games. And then you can also check out the uh, MLB First Pitch app. That's also an, uh, a viable way of catching the games with Sam and, and the crew. Yeah, so, the crew, I like that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, we appreciate you coming out or listening. Yeah. And what a beautiful scene we have right now oh, in Hostown. Can't. I want to thank them for letting us do an episode here. Uh, it's been amazing getting to do something here. I've been wanting to do it since we concepted this. And I just want to say a big thank you to them and Shane for allowing us to do this. Shane Phillips does a great yeah. job. Yeah, I want to thank him as well for all he's done. But, yeah, this is really a cool seat to yeah. do it at. Yeah, definitely. And we have no, you know, no complaints today. Well, I think we better get the computer and all the equipment in before it starts raining. So uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening, and this has been The Junkyard.